Global Eco Energy are your renewable energy specialists. Working with Eco4 and Home Energy Scotland to offer grants and funding, we specialize in heat pump, solar and battery installations, as well as internal, external, and cavity wall insulation. Prices starting from as little as £4,995 for solar PV and from £8,995 for a heat pump installation. For a free quote, free survey, and to find out more about grants and funding options, call 0800 233 5788. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! The weekend is here and it's the start of the football festival non-stop between now and the beginning of January and the countdown is on to the big day. Yep, Christmas round the corner. Barry Ferguson, you all ready for the 25th? Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, it's my, my favourite part yeah. of the year. Um, Paul, we all the family get together and uh, special memories. So, yep, I'm looking forward to see what Santa brings me on Monday morning. Peter, the Christmas jumper is on tonight. <laughs> You're looking well, Paul. I thought it was a Christmas jumper you had every week. You thought it was Halloween. <laughs> I thought it was every it. week. <laughs> you had the one on. That's the, best, yeah. that's the best dress I've seen you. So, thank you. Um, if only if it was TV. Peter... Santa got booed last weekend at Celtic Rangers, making the most of it. I thought that was hilarious um, when Santa came out then with the trophy at Ibrox just uh, a few nights ago. Anyway, it's been a torrid time for your old team. The Green Thanks Brigade, for that, Paul. The Green Brigade are back tomorrow. Livingston in town. We're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers. How big? It's a massive game for Celtic. Listen, we keep saying it. Every game you play for Celtic or Rangers, you have to win, you have to play well. And especially in the back off last week, it wasn't a great performance to say the least um, and obviously there's been a lot of rumblings and disappointment this week and you can understand that and that's that's what it's like to play for Celtic when I was there as a player I understood that that if you didn't win and you weren't playing as well as you should be there's a lot of criticism comes your way you've just got to handle that you've got to dig through it and then you've got to pick up the points when the next game comes along and that's Livingston tomorrow and Barry for Rangers just two points in it now but the injury catalogue is massive especially in the midfield yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a big miss. John Lundstrom um, missing for the, the game against Motherwell and, and Sunday. To be honest with you, Paul, I think he's been Rangers' real driving force since the new managers arrived. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who he puts in um, in the middle of the pitch. But the, certainly the, the injuries are mounting up. It's not an ideal situation. But listen, I always believe it's a, an opportunity for somebody else to come in and, and show what they can do. Loads of games coming up. There's also Dundee, Aberdeen, Hearts against St Mirren, Kilmarnock against St Johnson, and Ross County against Hibs. I see Nick Montgomery is going to get mic'd up live on Sky in the next big game, the nighttime game live on that channel. And then on Sunday, Motherwell against Rangers, 12 noon. Celtic Livingston tomorrow at three. Peter, you'll be there. Yep. Uh, what about this story today? Uh, presumably it's an agent who will be peddling it, but it's on Sky Sports saying that Matt O'Reilly is a possible January target for Inter Milan. Now, that's maybe not that surprising, but they want to do a loan deal until the end of the season with an obligation to buy in the summer. Surely Celtic wouldn't countenance allowing him to go on loan well he's been outstanding listen you've got to understand we don't know what the worth would be then you know if they sold Matt and like Christmas for some reason then it'd be a lot of money he's obviously going for and a lot of money we already agreed and maybe the only reason that they're saying loan is because they can't spend that amount of money in the before obviously the season finishes so it'd be a guarantee they would have to do then that would come down to obviously Celtic and the boy you know because obviously signing a new contract last summer was brilliant 
and that's obviously an agreement that probably Matt and the club have came to that okay signed a five year deal but within that five years and rightly for Celtic as well it allows them to get the money they're looking for and obviously the player listen Inter Milan all know about Inter Milan what a big massive club they are so but it's like Celtic as well but I'd be very very surprised because he's been outstanding so far this season both in and out of possession last people keep talking about him in possession but I think his, his work ethic out the ball off the ball his defensive duties he's been uh, superb this year and long may that continue he keeps adding his goals to it and the thing I like about it he's not come out and said then at any time he just let everybody else rattle on and let me do the performances and I keep saying you want Barry will tell you you want your best players people knocking the door for them anyway because that means the team's playing well and you as an individual are playing well Okay, let's hear, yeah, let's hear what the manager said about the interest in Matt O'Reilly No, I, I don't, Listen, I don't have any fear on, on any of the players I think it's one I'm, I'm delighted for Matt that he's, he's made a you know, fantastic step forward this season as a Celtic player and, and in his career uh, so that shows that you know, that focus and mentality and the training and, and obviously the confidence he's taken into the game, he will always attract the, the interest of, of teams. So, um, but listen, I, I don't have any any fear. He, he's a good guy. He works very, very hard. And when you do that and you do well, you're always going to have interest that uh, will uh, will come your way. But for now, he's, he's very much focused on, on performing for Celtic through until the break. Barry at Rangers they would love it he's Celtic's best player at the moment yeah I'm not surprised that he's getting linked with, with clubs like Inter Milan I think he's been outstanding no doubt about that for Celtic this year but I would be absolute shocked if, if Celtic would do business in, in January I could see it probably happening in the summertime um, but I would be as I said I would be very surprised but listen he has he's, he's come on leaps and bounds this year scored some important goals I think he's all round game granted pointed it out it's not just on the ball it's off the ball which has um, impressed me as well so yeah I'm not surprised that a number of clubs and don't be surprised if over the next few days there's other big clubs that are linking them because he is a player that I think can make that step the reaction from the Celtic fans if he was to go Peter um, would be well it would be hard to deal with for the club he's not going to go in January is he? well I definitely don't see that no, happening sure. Paul at all yeah. you know that, that's for sure but as we say, we don't know what the yeah. amount of money you're talking about. If somebody comes in, well, we always said that about Saudi Arabia, we never expected Jota yeah. to go, but no, for you, that type of money, it's very, very difficult to knock back. And I, I know you don't want to lose your best players, but it depends what you've got lined up. And that's the way you've got that's to be true. doing as a football club. You've always got to be thinking that somebody's going to go away. They're doing it now with managers. If a manager's going away, somebody else is coming in, they've already prepared for that. And I think that's the way football is nowadays. There's no guarantee that players... Are, the Daisy player's been there for long, long times. It's sure. well over. Yeah. Well over. And that's why I always say it's the badge in the front you're representing, not the names sure. in the back. Yeah, but with £70 million in the bank in the summer, and, and that was hard fought for over the years. It was good financial management. But if they were to... I mean, he'll go in the summer, you would imagine. Why... Why You're not saying they will sell him. You couldn't countenance him going in January. No amount of money, because the money would be there yep. in the summertime. Yeah, of course. But it's so important that Celtic hold on to their best players as long as they possibly can. And you're in, obviously, this fight. You want to win. You want to get back into the Champions League again. To do yep. that, you have to win the league. And we keep saying that week in, week out. We said that at the start of the season. You've got to continue doing that. You've got to get your best players back fit. 
and you want to keep your best players so Matt O'Reilly's definitely one of them so that's what you want to do and get into a race because all of a sudden it's became a title race you know there is absolutely no doubt about that the Rangers have come back in with the run they've been on and unfortunately Celtic dropped the points that they have have brought Rangers back into it the neutrals must be loving it have you ever met a neutral? <laughs> I love you I've not <laughs> met many I'll, I'll tell you that I've not met many of them it's phenomenal isn't it two points in it as we go into I, this I, I said the other night yeah. I, have you said this was going to be the situation mm. at this moment in time coming into the games this weekend six weeks ago I would have been like absolute no chance maybe it, maybe you would have got a couple of points back but listen Rangers are in a, a, a brilliant position the, the one thing about Rangers is they can't get carried away they've had a, a brilliant start under Clement but up until the old firm game coming up there's two big games there's a tough one on Sunday there's some big players missing um, so that's going to be one that they need to get the three points and then you've got obviously get the Ross County sure. um, in the 27th The manager was asked today this is Philippe Clement what are the options in the midfield now? I cannot say there are a lot of options <laughs> no it's it's every game looking what's the best option for the team and, and that's a strong point I think what uh, what the team has been doing what the players have been doing uh, if somebody had to play in a position that he was not used to of playing he gives his best, he gives everything. And the good thing is also that, uh, um, that the story is clear in every position what to do. So if people have to play in a position, they know also what to do there with and without the ball. So if you look back at this period until now, uh, there are several players who did a really important job for, uh, for the team in that way. So we are in a situation that we need to continue by doing that, by being creative. What are you thinking, John Lundstrom? That, that was a hammer blow, blow to lose him after that tackle at the, week, um, the other night. Yeah, as I said, I, I think he's been Rangers' most consistent player mm. since Philip Clement's um, come into uh, the job, no doubt about it. He's going to be a big miss, but look, these things do happen. Obviously with Ryan Jack and Raskin out as well doesn't help but it's an opportunity for somebody like Dill who's not played much football this season. Dijon Sterling come in and I thought he's he's been exceptional the last couple of games so he's going to no doubt my mind start in the middle of the pitch um, but you, you would be hoping that he's going to be back um, sooner rather than later but you just need to wait on the scan results to see how serious um, the actual injury uh, was. It was a Look, it was a sending off. It was a a, a tough challenge. Uh, I've seen worse, but he did catch him. He continued on the rest of the, the first half and obviously getting to half time, he was struggling. So hopefully um, he's not going to be out for a, a long period of time. Well, here's the update on Roof and Lundstrom. That they're both not available for Sunday. Uh, to say how long, it's it's difficult for the moment. It's, it's quite early after this game and you need to make a... Good analyze with scans and getting results and, and all those things. So we cannot say much more for the moment. Peter, he mentioned and uh, Barry mentioned there. Kieran Dowell, you know him from his early days at Norwich. Yeah, and I knew him as a kid at Everton yeah. when he started out there. Yeah. And he, he was a right good player. I really liked him, you know. But he went to Norwich and struggled a little bit with injuries, believe it or not. You know, he never played a lot of games. And then it became one of the wins when he was fit. He wasn't getting in the team. And it was difficult for him because when you've went at months and weeks without games it's very difficult in the championship to get by yourself back in so I felt a bit for him but I've always liked him as a player you know now it's an opportunity for him obviously he's not had a lot of game time up here through his injuries and whatever but he's a talented boy there's no getting away with that I think still and I think along with Barry I agree I thought he's come on in the games and done really really well you know 
to get it credit to him what it would probably not be fantastic on the ball or receiving off the back he's not Barry Ferguson in that, in that respect but what he has got he's got great legs at going against opposition and springing to go and press the ball which this manager likes to do with his team it'd be interesting if I looked at it I'm thinking who else could they play in there once you go by that if they like to say like, see, you look at a John Suter, but he's playing front of the back, the back two centre right. halves, you know, because he's a good user of the ball. If you're struggling that much, is that something that maybe the manager would utilise? Yet again, I'm not saying he's great at receiving maybe his back to goal like midfielders have to do, but he can definitely pass the ball for sure. Um, and maybe something he has to look at because if you've got that so many players down sure. you know Barry could you see yeah John it's a good Sitter? shout no I, yeah. I was thinking about that uh, today because obviously you know Lundstrom's going to be out Sterling mm. is a, a right back or a centre back he's come in yeah. done a good job John Suter for me I think you know, I mean his ideal position is centre half but he, you could see him as that number yeah. six mm. in the middle of the pitch so it'll be interesting to see what he does on Sunday he's, he's obviously said that there has players obviously played out of position and I'm sure if you asked a John Suter I think he would go in there and, and be a good replacement in the middle of the pitch obviously a real shame that came our roof only lasted yeah. about 15 minutes or so I just feel yep. from uh, yep. Paul you, you know my thoughts on, on him I think he's the the best finisher at the club um, they were managing him pretty well he gets his first start and then he lasts 16 mm-hmm. 16 minutes and you could see the frustration when he was walking up the tunnel yeah. rips his strip off um, so I just don't know the scenario with him it's been the same issue over the last year it's been difficult for him I just hope it's it's a niggle honestly do because I think he could be important I'm not saying he'll start but coming off the bench you've seen what he done last Thursday it's a poacher's goal and I don't think Rangers have got a poacher and for me Kmar Roof is that kind of player for Rangers and he's gone everywhere to try and get it fixed hasn't he Peter he's been here he's yeah. been abroad uh, spent a lot of money on it the club and himself I believe so he's a, a well, mess you hear about him and you talk to people that know the injuries problems he's got and they say he's a fantastic worker mm-hmm. and I've seen some of his stuff he does you know and you just feel for him we've obviously been in the game and we've been injuries and it's the most frustrating thing but for Camille we know how good he is because we've seen him down in England and if he's playing at his best and fully fit, there is absolutely no doubt. There's there's nobody even close to him. I don't think is the number nine for Rangers at this moment in time. If he was fully fit, but that is the big if, unfortunately for him, that these injuries keep recurring, and it's it's a shame for any footballer. It's a shame because it's the most frustrating thing. And I can see you can see the hurt in the boy's face all night. But as Barry said, when he did come sure. off, Granny makes a good point. I, I know personally that who he's worked with. He's obviously people saying inside Rangers as well. He is dedicated. He, he does everything in the book spends extra time making sure he, he does work on his injuries he's had and, and when somebody does that you, you want them to yeah, obviously absolutely. progress and, and play but it's a tough one for him I just hope that he's not going to be out um, long term Back to Celtic what's the team news for tomorrow well the manager was asked about uh, Dyson Maida who's probably underrated doesn't he Peter he scored at the World Cup finals last year not many people can say that uh, but Celtic have missed him Massively because we can talk about he doesn't score enough goals and his final ball at times is frustrating. But the one thing he does, he sparks everyone. You know, he, he goes and presses the opposition right away. There's no lost cause for him. You know, and you need that enthusiasm and drive. And he probably doesn't get the credit he, he deserves to he's not playing. You know, and it's difficult. He comes on in a difficult game last week and it's his first game back after a period of time. But it becomes, it shows you how important 
the small details are because as I say if you're winning the ball further up the pitch it allows you to get more chances further up the pitch it means your opposition's kicking the ball out of play aimlessly sure. because of that pressure and he becomes a massive player in that respect and I watched him in pre-season and he really surprised me I know he does it with Japan but in pre-season I've seen him scoring about five or six goals mm. in the, the two games playing as a centre forward as well so at times we've, we've, maybe Kyogo's come off injured and we've not had the energy and Ova's just coming back it still allows you to do that and we've not really had that opportunity to do that so he can play in different positions but his enthusiasm and general all-round game and the respect to that has been phenomenal for the team Yeah he's, he's obviously been fantastic in his time here uh, and maybe doesn't get the credit that uh, he maybe deserves from when he was playing but it's only sometimes when that player is out of the team you realise what what is missed but certainly from a coach and a managing perspective we uh, we understand the what he brings to the team and his, his non-stop energy and running and, and, and the quality and, and what he brings uh, will be great to have that back and what's the update on Leal Abada? Yeah, well, he's out on the on the the grass running and, and with the the medical team. So um, it's not imminent, but he's certainly in a in a, in a really really good place. And and hopefully uh, at some time in the near future he'll be uh, able to be back in with the squad. It's a day by day thing. We just have to assess him as he goes along each day. And Barry Abada, as you know, loves a, a game against Rangers. He loves that just the old firm rivalry. Yeah, he has. He's um, he's gave Borna Barisic a tough yeah. time on a number of occasions. Um, but going on Maeda, yeah. I think he's a huge miss for Celtic. I really, do. I think he's a very good player. The only th- slight you would say is when he gets into the final third, sometimes his final cross or his decision making. But to have him, and he's the type of player I would love to have played with. He's work rate. I think he's a good quality. Um, so yeah, Celtic have missed him and. I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will be delighted to get him back. Are they faster with it? He's clearly so fast. Everyone knows that, Peter. But he's you know, a flying machine, isn't he? Yeah, flying machine. And he gives Barisic something to think about in that game. Or Tavernier can switch wings. Mm-hmm. But Peter said there he could play through the middle. Is that an option? Do you think Barry for Celtic? Yeah, but he does that for Japan. Yeah, he, he plays directly through the, the the middle. Obviously, since he's been in Scottish football, he's always played in the left or the the right side. Um, so that that could be a. Maybe a different option. Um, come, maybe, I'm not just saying the old firm game. Maybe try that out. Uh, the, the couple of games I've got before that. Well, see, Paul, I'm I'm not in the school that saying Kyogo's going through a difficult time. I must admit, I don't think he's getting enough crosses in the box. You said that last week, and a lot of people have agreed with that, Peter. I, I yep. genuinely don't yep. because Palmer, as I say, I was loving him since the yeah. Motherwell game. But the last three or four weeks, he's not put enough delivery. When he's cut inside, he's taken another touch or tried to beat someone else. And Kyogo and that's making great movement. And same with Big O, to be fair. You know, and see if you put the ball in there, you see the one Palmer does at the start of the second half. Palmer cuts inside, first cross in, Kyogo's free, should score. Yeah, sure. And that's the one ball that he lives on. Do that more often. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he lives on, to be fair. And if he misses the chances, then you can be critical. But if he's making the movement, I'm watching the games and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, looking at his movement, and people say, oh, I didn't touch the ball for 35 minutes or whatever. Yeah. But if you're not servicing him, mm-hmm. Barry will tell you if you're a striker and you're making all the movements and somebody's not passing the ball forward to you it is a problem so I think the Kyogo situation if he was missing a lot of chances like he did last week then you would say right the wee man's going through a hard time but I think to do that you have to deliver balls in the box and I don't think especially I thought we started slow last week that was the slowest I've seen Celtic ever starting in in that this season the first 10-15 minutes and all Hearts did was put it over into the corner and get three long throws in the first 15 minutes and that's what Celtic had to deal with then the game just, and it's very difficult, Barry will tell mm. you, if they, you start slowing a game, sometimes it's difficult to go and grab it again it? and go again. Yeah. You mm. know, you have, that's why I always think, 
And you know when you're playing in the games, and I can imagine the teams when they're playing against a Celtic or a Rangers, well, they're going to start quick. And if you don't do that there, oh, they get a wee bit confident from it, you know what I mean? And I think that's what happened with Hearts. Barry, have you seen that happen? You've experienced that? You, uh, you do, do you know what frustrates me when wide players get to the byline and turn back, play it back to the fullback? Yeah. Get to the byline and get it in. Because you see forwards making their movements and then you can see them getting frustrated then they need to go back out to go and make their, their, their run again. And I do think, Granny makes a good point, I think he has been starved the service, Kyle go a wee bit. Um, and that's what you want, your wide players. I, I think a wide player wants to beat the fullback, turn back, beat him again. Once you beat him once, just get it in. You're not making up a video for the yep. future. I played with the best one, yep. Neil McCann. Half a mm. yard, boom, whipped it in. It was undefensible. Paul, I mean, I go back to the Molo game when he made his name, really. Yeah. He came on, he whips the ball in, it goes right into the net, yeah. the, to put his one up. Yeah. Then there's an equaliser. Then he goes right up the pitch again, he puts it back in, and Matt Riley makes a run in the box, and they get the goal. That's what he does fantastically well. But now he's doing it, he's going again. So but, he's surely, going again. but surely Brendan Rodgers is saying to him, yeah, stop I'm doing sure that. He well, get maybe that's why in. Brendan turned him off yeah. and went with the left. Because mm -hmm. people were asking about why did Burnley be going and take a winger off yeah. I could see the reason why because he's automatically thinking he'll play like a left winger here there's not a lot of space centrally so we need to get crosses in and that's because I felt that was what was happening we weren't getting enough crosses in the box because you need to put the ball in the box if you're going to score goals plenty to play for isn't there yeah, I, I think a year. lot of teams yeah. want to score the perfect goal Aye. make it easy they want to do about a million step overs before they, they actually cross the ball and yeah. it cracks me up at times what do you think give us a call 0808 17 17 700 the Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy for your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote call 0800 233 let's go it's Friday evening the weekend is here but it's a weekend like no other really it's a long a good weekend to look forward to the football and to Christmas on Monday you keep thinking it's maybe tomorrow it's that kind of feel about it there can't wait for yeah. Santa I'm counting the nights. Uh, yeah indeed yeah <laughs> um, the team were in great form next door the guys the girls and working and just finishing up about now so thank you for all, all the hard work wet, going on all wet their lips now Paul uh, indeed getting right he brought chocolates in Peter, I know. The milk tray is smooth, isn't he? Yeah, I know. I know. The guys were loving it. It was fantastic, and the girls as well. We need so to, I'll need yeah. to step up. I know. After the new year. You have to. I know. You're in great form, though, at Secret Santa. Brilliant yeah. form. Did they shove that picture on social media? Yeah, yeah they, they did. sure did. The, and yeah. my phone was red hot. Was it on Wednesday night? But listen, yeah. it's a good laugh. Like, I tell you what, you took it really well. The the pom poms <laughs> and the cheerleader dress, but you you did. I thought you'd be raging, but no, yeah, good just, on you. You were the bigger. The only thing yeah. I would say is. They got me an extra large. What, what they're trying to say? I'm a medium. I'm a medium. It's back training, you know. But I had it on Wednesday night. <laughs> it was quite some night for the forty-six and a half thousand, mainly Rangers fans who were there. Two-nil win there. Aberdeen a two-one win against Livy. Myofsky's name came up yesterday, and Lauren Shankland. His name keeps coming up. Is he one of the the buys? I think it looks as though he's coming in January. I've got no clue. But I've got a feeling, Barry, that he's going to come to Ibrox. Well, uh, listen, if he if he's in the price bracket, I think Rangers have, have got to do business with, with Lon Shankland. Look, I, I've spoke many a times, Paul. I, th I just think he's a. I think he would be perfect for um, this Rangers team. I think his all round game's improved. He does the hardest thing in the game, and that's put the ball in the back of the net. No disrespect to Hearts, but Rangers will create a hell of a lot more chances. And I think he, he would score goals for Rangers. And what about Myofsky? For two brilliant finishes yeah. in, in Wednesday night. Yeah. And again, he's one that I wasn't too sure of, but 
I can see why obviously the rumours are that Celtic are interested mm-hmm. in him he's a goal scorer and goal scorers are so hard to find nowadays Peter Mayowski first for Celtic yeah I think he's been excellent Paul and you can only go on his performances yeah. you know what I mean and, and he scored against the so called bigger teams he's done all that you know does he prove it week in week out he plays international football against the best players so he's only going to get better he's only 24 as well you I know, was so surprised he's, at yeah, that yeah he's a very good age hard, hard paper right now <laughs> <laughs> North Macedonia yeah, absolutely yeah. but is he, is he saying anybody that scores goals yeah. I believe as Barry said they're always going to get better, more chances than they are with Celtic and Rangers and people say ah oh, but defeat uh, teams defend deep I said that's even better because if end drops about the box and you're closer to the goal and you put the ball in the back in it and these guys can do that they're predators to them absolutely yeah. Shankland as well then for Rangers what do you well, think I not because I've, be, I've yeah. been singing his praises as yeah, well of course, all, all yeah. season we say that in the summer he was one that we felt people especially Rangers when we're talking about Rangers at the time looking at strikers and we sent what was it 12 million or something or nearly 16 million they were supposed to have spent on three we were like that well why not Lauren Shankland you know at this particular time and it, we've talked about it we've talked about Doig as we spoke about we've spoken about Young Ferguson you know and these are guys of it on we're not daft we understand the players that can play in these games here they're talented boys it's different if they're asked the question and they say no because they want to go abroad or whatever but to ask the question I'm sure Lauren Shanklin if he's a Rangers man he'd want to go to Rangers if he's a Celtic man he'd want to go to Celtic that's what they want to do and there's no getting away from that well, that's the way these sure. players are although sometimes the clubs have nipped in and surprise Scott Brown for example the, yeah. I remember at the time people said oh he's going to go to Rangers from Hibs but he went to Celtic yeah John Collins yeah. Well, you know these ones it was the same situation you saw I understand that and listen everybody looks at goal scorers because it's the most difficult thing as Barry says to do yeah. is put the ball in the back of the net but Celtic and Rangers have got a, a striker who's probably scoring four and six you know that means yeah. like four goals or yeah. six chances and that's what you call a Rangers or a Celtic striker because that's the opportunities they get and that's the expectation with them. Let's check with um, Philippe Clement today. He was asked about January, which of course is what, uh, nine days away? Uh, <laughs> it's simple in that way. As long as there are no signings, uh, you can be that far on the road that you want. You don't know how long the road is. So as long as nobody's in the building, that there are no... Uh, medical exams made and uh, and the paper is not signed, you're nowhere. So it's always like that. I've seen some things going really fast in the past. Sometimes you think everything is okay and another team gets the player in the last second or something or is half kidnapped. So those things happen. So uh, no, uh, we will see. The moment that something is signed, I can promise you guys one second later, you all know that. Absolutely nothing given away but there. It tells you about there, yeah. Paul, is that he's looking in this window to bring people in. Oh yeah, that, That's what it does yeah. tell you, that's for sure. Barry said that now for a couple of months, so what, three yeah. players maybe? Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be four, five, six players, but I do expect at least two, three at the most um, to come in. Um, no doubt about it. I think he's got a bit of money there to go and, and spend and I think he knows who he wants. What's a bit of money? Is it five million, twenty million, ten? I don't know, 10? I think... You haven't yeah. you'll need to ask the Rangers chairman. Higher or lower. Come on, if I say five no, million. I, I think yeah. I think um, yeah. I think it'll have a couple of pounds to go and spend. Yeah, I, I think they've they've seen the differences made to this team. Now if you think of this team nine weeks ago, they were flat, they were they had nothing about them, they were struggling big time, and he's galvanised them and he and he's getting a real kick out of players that you were looking at and thinking they have no chance of, of, of having a career well, at Rangers. So you've been out of the games then, Baz, 
and I know we spoke about it here and obviously I don't see Rangers and we're only making an opinion and an observation when we're looking you will next week <laughs> yeah exactly but you know what I'm saying and I look at him and I just think he's done the simplest thing 100% playing players in the right position you're talking mm. about Lundstrom now he's playing as a midfield player see the difference in Guess Lundstrom what? he's breaking play up and he's keeping it simple Absolutely. and do you know what he's looking apart the there's no doubt about it but just watching them granted they're, they're so well organised and drilled they know their roles and responsibilities. He's not going all over the place. No. They're the very structured. He was outside left. I mean, you made a good point a, pff, months ago about Cantwell. He was floating in against Aris. And obviously you could see him at the side. He wasn't happy about it. He obviously says. And then 30 minutes, bump makes a change. Because he wanted to keep the width. Yeah. And, and Play your position. Sure, yep, make yeah. sure you could... Um, you could get Aris in the, the wide areas. Um, but you can see they know every single player knows their roles and their responsibilities with and without the ball. And I think he's been very simple in that. Like two or three instructions. Well, well, we remember, I've always said about uh, Cantwell, because oh, I'd seen him as always, a kid, and yeah. I've always said he's either coming for the left-hand side or a number 10. Mm-hmm. I'm led to believe he's playing more as a number 10 than now with yep. Rangers. Uh-huh. He's more effectual in there mm-hmm. than he has in the right-hand side. That was the only place I said, and I'm only looking with my eyes, I thought it was the only place he couldn't play, to be perfectly honest with you, if he was going to have an effect on Rangers and be the player that he's capable of being. Because he can perform. He used to shoot coming in from the left-hand side, he used to slide uh, balls through, or he was creating chances and opportunities, as I say, for others. So, on the yeah. right-hand side, I've never, ever seen that. You, you know what it's like when you're at a game, a lot of people are just focused on the ball. They're set up behind the ball. You can see there's, they're very well structured and organised. You can see there's been a lot of work done on the training ground. As before, with Michael... Bill's team it was people were running everywhere just for the sake of running and then they get hit in the counter so many times but obviously he's come in he's identified that and he's made it clear obviously what he's what wanting and he's obviously worked well, really Barry, hard Barry at that Paul is a central midfield player if you do that as a central midfield player your buddy was always the one that covered then yep. I just thought Rangers were open or they're all over the one side of the pitch, so one pass would take everybody. You go pop and then boot opposite they, they, side. They were, they were open with a counter attack non stop, but under Philip Clement, you can see Lundstrom is just bump anchored right in front of the two centre backs. If one full back goes, then a full back tucks in. So the Belgian came in what 10 weeks ago. We didn't know much about him, we knew the record, and it was a good record. Okay, Brendan Rogers, one of the most successful managers ever to be in Scotland. Yeah, we'd agree. Barry, you'd agree, wouldn't you? He had yep. two trebles. Mm-hmm. In fact, but he put Celtic Scotland on the way to the third. No, sure. Okay. Just, that's yeah. not being Scotland. Sure. No. Swansea, cool. the job he'd done at Swansea, the cool. job he'd done at Leicester. Okay. It was outstanding. Great point. And Liverpool, Liverpool. he came so close to it. Right, outstanding. So, surely, Celtic fans are scratching their heads. So, what's going wrong? So, Philippe Clement has for the moment sorted out a team that looked to be going absolutely nowhere and the manager lost his job in comes an elite coach one of the best ever so where is the magic why is it going wrong at the moment I know it's two defeats that's not good for Celtic not the end of the world necessarily as long as it turns around and he identifies good players he's working with a squad until the end of this month there's lots of talk about what's needed in the future I'm, I'm trying to is there a a parallel with what's happening at Rangers. A different team, Celtic were a better team, but at the moment, something's not right. Is the magic going to start to happen with the existing squad in the next three games? Well, it has to. There's no getting away from that. And the players have to step up and perform, Paul. As I've said many times, Barry never played for a manager. I never played for a manager. The badge. I played for the, the, the team on that pitch. I wanted to play at my best. And I think there's some players, I talk about Lewis Palmer, I'm a big supporter of his. And I just think, 
Go back to what you were doing when sure. you came in at first, not the yeah. last four games when you're putting crosses in. Brilliant. Yeah. And, and it gives Kyogo chances. Yeah. You know, it gives Kyogo chances in. All these wee sort of things. Yeah. You spoke about Bad earlier. Mm-hmm. The one thing he does when the ball's in the opposite side, he gets in at the back post. Goal threat. Massive goal threat. His goals and goals and assists were excellent. Made a massive. Hatati was just hitting for him. He didn't. He started this season yeah. uh, slowly, and all of a and sudden, he was performing at his best. Mm-hmm. He, he was outstanding, and I think it was the, the second last game before he got injured, and he was brilliant against Comart. And then all of a sudden, you thought that's him coming back now. Carter Vickers came out with two young centre backs coming, which is massive, yeah. you know, at the time. So you had all these changes, which Rangers had the problem mm-hmm. probably last year. We said if you've got all your players fit, then you've got to say what, what's the manager doing, you know. And I just think at this moment in time, Celtic have not obviously their best players available they're not playing at the standard because I told you if one player loses a percentage performance another player loses a percentage and all of a sudden you've got 10% drop that can be massive you know that can be massive and we talked about the energy that Mieda's got it sparks everybody not just his teammates but the crowd as well you know and the simple things like blocks and that's sometimes the thing that gets things going so at this moment in time I can understand the frustrations for everyone going as a Celtic supporter and the team's not playing at the levels we are and getting the results. I can understand that. But it doesn't take the, the way that Brendan Rodgers has fought with the best and done exceptionally well with the best. You talk about the teams he was at, like, yeah. pulling at the sure. top quality players, of course. You know, there's no doubt he can do the job. There's no doubt he's more than capable of doing the job. Now the players have got to step up and say, right, OK, we've got a wee bit of dirty time here let's put the jacket back on and let's go again and that's what you've got to do every game it's just impossible to get away from that and as I say simple things like but do you think Brendan Rodgers didn't work on set plays prior to last week when Shanklin scores and I'm thinking looking at it what a really poor goal you know so as a manager then that just drains the conference you know, and that's what Celtic are at this moment in time. He was asked about that and what's been happening since that defeat last weekend. Listen, clearly a very disappointing performance and result for us, but um, just really about reinforcing the, the strengths of our game and uh, and the importance of playing to those those strengths. And uh, So, yeah, so it's uh, it's been a good week for reflection. and um, But you do your talking on the pitch and, and that's where we've, we've done our work. And... Um, Look to bring that positivity into the uh, the game tomorrow. Wasn't a great week for the Celtic fans and all the chat going on, but the Green Brigade is back. That's the news last well, night. Well, it's absolutely everything, but especially at a club like Celtic. Celtic is, for the years I've known Celtic, Celtic. what makes Celtic tick is the uh, the support that they give the, the team and uh, because it's such an emotional connection. You know, Celtic's history is littered with goals and late goals and, and a big part of that is down to the fans and, and the whole stadium really getting behind the team. And that's what makes, makes Celtic. And when you have the manager, the supporters and the players all in, on the same page, then it's um, it, it's a really real force that, that we have in the game. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it hasn't been the atmosphere um, for, uh, for a number of weeks. But, um, but like I said, that's the responsibility of, of everyone. Uh, but we know that when the atmosphere is... Is white hot at Celtic. It's 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 making it a really really difficult place for teams to come and play, and also it gives the 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 players that extra edge as well. So um, so yeah, it's a great lesson for for the guys to be back in. Um, there's no doubt that uh, they've uh, they've given uh, an ambience in that in that corner section. That uh, as I said, the club gave them that opportunity uh, to be the first 
uh, you know, club in Britain to have that safe standing area. So, so hopefully they can go back in tomorrow and 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 support the team and and obviously their responsibility as well as the whole whole stadium to really get behind the team to help us get the result. Peter, well, you go back to COVID, Paul. No supporters. I told you about a disaster that ended up, and I've always said, and people think you're trying to curry favour talking about the support. It's nothing to do with that. It's just fact. You know, that gives you that. When you're not playing well, they're giving you a hard time. You know, it's making you say, well, make sure, don't make a mistake the next time. I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. You're never allowed to give up to the final whistle, no matter what's going on, you know. And it's so, so important that everybody's together. That, that, we said that at the start of the season. You've got to galvanise each other. And listen, players, us' responsibility is to make sure we were always told to go get the fans on the side right away. And it doesn't take much for the Celtic fans to go on your side. If you start running and putting shots in and crosses in and having efforts in goal, defending with your life, all these things, that's all they ask for. And they'll accept results at times that, OK, they'll be disappointed if they don't win. For sure, like any supporter will be. But the club needs to be united in the respect to that, that everybody's there going to enjoy a Celtic victory with everybody singing and dancing. And that's when you get back to. That's, that's the most important thing in football. Barry, I see that David Martindale today, the Livingston manager coming to Celtic tomorrow, said Celtic's recent stutter is positive for Scottish football, even if it does make his job harder. So, the race is on. I can see yeah. what would be happening. That'll get yeah. pinned in the, <laughs> the dressing room. I can see what's going to happen when Celtic, uh, when that whistle goes at, at three o'clock. But looking at it, yeah. listen, there's no doubt with the Green Brigade coming in, it'll ramp up a notch or two. Because I know a few people have been there and says it's been absolute dead. Um, but in terms of that comment for David, I think it could um, end badly for him. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! We'll be on with you, of course, right the way through. We're looking forward. The countdown is on to Celtic against Rangers. 1230 on the 30th that's a week tomorrow Barry we're getting into that area where you go what, what day are we looking forward to yep. think ahead nope. Paul there's, there's <laughs> a game on Sunday <laughs> yep. give us your team <laughs> so actually I will be asking for your Rangers team uh, given the fact that they've got so many injuries in the midfield but no matter what's been happening the manager he says this is Philippe Clement he's so impressed by the mentality of his squad it's crucial it's, it's all about mentality the rest they've shown and also the mentality, but if the mentality drops, all the rest drops also. So, uh, no, it stays crucial. And um, to win this marathon, yeah, you need to be consistent. And, of course, there will, there will be one moment that, uh, that we're going to lose points. I'm realistic, I'm not naive. But, uh, yeah, we need to push every time to, to get these three points and also in the way we want to do it, not uh, to playing negative football and, and just counter-attacks, but, but really being dominant. What I said two months ago, that's the football I want to see. And that's the story that all the players stepped in. And if they are not playing in their best position, they're, they're doing the job also there to play dominant football. So uh, I'm happy uh, until now about that. It's a big period. Still four games, a lot of points to win or to lose. Winter break coming, winter camp coming also. It's going to be really interesting for me also to train more with the team, to speak more with the team, with the individual talks. 
And then you have the the January, January uh, transfer market also. So that's important that the players show themselves that uh, they're ready for the second part of the season. Barry, it sounds good, doesn't it? Some Spanish sunshine in January. Yeah, and I think that will be important that they'll, after the Kilmarnock game in the, the second, I think it is, they'll get a week off and then they'll go out to La Manga um, and spend a bit more time on the training ground, hopefully, with a couple of new signings. Peter, Celtic at the moment are not planning to go away and get some kind of sunshine in January. Have you got a view on that? Yeah, sometimes probably, especially when I was down south when we used to try and do it more often yeah. and there was a bit of a break. I, I didn't like, I like to spend some time with the family because you were uh-huh. down there, you were doing a lot of travelling mm-hmm. and I look at Celtic that now with the European games and international games, maybe some of the players would like a little bit of time with their family. Okay, everybody loves the sunshine, of sure. course. Mm-hmm. I just think maybe they've not seen their family because every time they've had their big players are all playing international football predominantly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so they never get a, a, an opportunity. And it maybe gives you maybe a bit just after the Christmas period to spend without worrying about getting up for training and all that yeah. sort of thing and spending some nice time with them as well. So I was either or. Although obviously there's no European football, so maybe they'll get time. I don't know. I've never they, been a yeah, professional. They, they will, I mean, yeah. listen, it's a busy schedule. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. They'll be in Christmas Day. There's no mm. doubt about it, and it's it's tough for the players. But listen, you've got to be professional. Mm. You've got to focus, and then that last game comes in the, the second of January, and then they get a week off and. That's when hopefully they'll go and they'll, they'll, they'll spend a bit of time with their partners, their wives, their kids, mum and dads, whatever. And then it's back to work away to La Manga for six days. If you want to speak to Barry or Peter, you know the number 0808 17 17 700 or you can come on the socials at Go Football Show. James has been on, executive producer. He wants to ask both of you, what would you want as your ideal Christmas present? For your clubs, apart from three points tomorrow and then three points during the week. So what would you like for your your former club, Barry? And I don't mean Blackburn Rovers or Birmingham City. What would, what would I you like? like for Rangers? What would be your Christmas present? Feel free to have a think about it. Peter, yeah, give me a, the same question. Can I bring my present forward? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to win the league, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. no, no, but listen, unity. I think that's yeah, important. Ch- I yeah. think that's important. You know, with the players, performances, the, the support behind it. Yeah. I just unity, because I think that always moves mountains more than anything yeah. else. Reagan was on last night. You know, he's, he's Celtic daft. He was at the game, loved Scotland as well. And he said the atmosphere last weekend was toxic. I mean, it's just... That's it's what been... it was like nine weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. At, at Rangers, yeah. I, I was at the, the, the game and it, it, was, it wasn't nice. And change was was needed, and I think the the Rangers board knew that they made it. And the difference, see, see getting into games now, it's bouncing, it's bubbly, mm-hmm. and that's down to the the new manager and and obviously the the players producing performances because winning breeds confidence, and you can see it. Listen, if you if you ask the manager over the last fourteen whatever games he's had, probably half of them Rangers have not played really well. But you know what? They found a way. That that's the difference with them. They're more stuffier. They'll not concede many goals. And when they get the opportunities, um, they'll bury them. Well, we said that, and you touched on it a minute ago there, Barry. We said, forget about the Celtic Rangers game in December. What the manager's got to do when he's coming in is tick off every one of the other games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because Celtic were already out of the cup. 
Yeah, sure. So tick off every other game, take care of that because the Celtic Rangers game looks yeah. after itself. And they were doing that for such a long time, so it's different from the Rangers situation 10, 12 weeks ago. That, I get it. There's opportunity. I just wonder if there are people say a sense of entitlement with younger fans because they've known virtually, apart from the season 20, 21, they've known success. Yeah. So you wonder if they just need to be careful what you wish for about change and all that. They've got a new manager in, they've got money in the bank. Can't all stay in the bank? Absolutely not. Some of it should be spent wisely but they are top of the table. And of course, two bad results. Absolutely. But the top of the table and everything to play for and a club divided is never going to win long term, is it? Yeah, and listen, you, you understand frustration. I understand that. We all yeah. do. I played through six years of it, so I understand all that. You know, I've I seen the dark times, yeah. you know, and it's far from that, that's yeah. for sure. Um, but that's what success does. You just want more of it. You just want more. And as soon as you think you're not winning a game at football, you want, you think, oh, everything's wrong. Listen, I keep saying it, you're still in front. Keep your nose in front. Keep winning your games. And that's all you can do. So Celtic go and win all their games from now to the end of the season. They win, they win the league. That's fact, you know, because, but what you've got to do is exactly what we said about Clement coming in, tick off the other games the Celtic Rangers game will always look after itself as long as you beat the other teams you pick up the points in these games and he's done that fantastically well give him credit where credit's due but I know there's a lot still to come from Celtic yet as well let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rodgers uh, reflecting on recent weeks no, listen it's it's all in your results I think it's it's pretty clear I think also you see the stages of the game when the tempo is up and and down that's that's about desire and, and mentality. I think listen, the group are a fantastic group of players. It's not a it's not a slant on on any individual. It, it's what's needed required at a at a big club. You know when you prepare as well as they do, and uh, and if you can take that work rate and mentality, and you have to have that a club like this here. It's about consistently bringing that to the game. Then that's that's part of finding out what it's what it's like to to play for Celtic. You know you. Uh, you could have no drop off from that first whistle going. You have to have that intent and ambition and desire to to win the game, and to do that, that brings your tempo of game up. And and for us, the the, the tempo, uh, especially at the beginning of the game, was 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 nowhere near the level that we would expect. So so that's been our very frank, open conclusion on it. And. Uh, we, we look to be better going forward. Peter, what's your pick for tomorrow? Roughly, what do you think the Celtic team will be? I think it'll be the back four that started last week. Uh, be Joe Hart and goals, and obviously that'd be uh, Johnson, Vickers, uh, Scales, yeah. and Taylor. Taylor. Yep. Middle of the pitch will be McGregor and O'Reilly. The next positions of one. And I, as I say, I like David Turnbull. I can understand why Brendan maybe taking him off in the game last week, maybe needed something different. But I always think when teams are playing that little bit uh, deep, which... Livingston are very well organised. Mm. You need someone who can strike the ball from out the box. So I always think you need to have a goal scorer from mm. there. Matt's done it as well for there. So they're getting goals from there. So you're looking at the ones that's available. I'd still be looking at David Turnbull to play. There you were listening with. to Andy Walker last night. Obviously, he suggested uh, similar. No, no is that right? I'm joking. And exactly. Then, so yeah, he's and got then, that. And then I'd have Maeda, yeah. Palmer, and as I say, I would go with Kyogo. Uh, absolutely. And give him the supply. Yeah, supply. Yeah, sure. I'd be telling him if they cut inside, put the ball across yeah. the box, deliver it in the box. Because then if it goes into him, the one opportunity is I say clear opportunity was right at the start of the second half. Barry, is that the Celtic team you would imagine will kick off tomorrow? Yeah, there's a, a, a good possibility. It'll be interesting to see what, what if he gives the, the same start in 11 another opportunity because obviously the, the first half was nowhere near sure. good enough. And Rangers for Sunday? 
What's I think it? there'll be a, a couple of changes. I, I think um, I'd go Butland, Tavernier, Golson. I think Big Balligan will come in. He's yeah. uh, He's been excellent. See, when he's played, he, I thought he was the best player on the pitch alongside Sterling, the, the, the cup final. I thought he was a man mountain. Barisic, I think, will come in at left back. Sterling, and the question mark is, does he stick with Dow or does he throw a, a John Suter in there just to make it real physical? I think Cantmell will play in front of them and a front three in McCausland, Seaman Dessers through the middle. That could become known as the Peter Grant uh, selection. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's <laughs> no, a good shout, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But no, look, I was just listen, thinking because he's good with the ball at his feet. I think yeah. he's played in there. And I, he's Dundee United days. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I might be wrong, but... He could play. He, he's got the temperament. He's got the ability. He's got the presence in there as well. And as Grant said, he's got a brilliant range of passing. Here's the manager looking forward to the game with Motherwell. Um, I expect everything. So we always prepare the, the team for different scenarios, not for one, because I don't want my team to be surprised in whatever way. So it doesn't matter uh, what is the plan on the other side that we are ready uh, to do what we have to do in that case and it's about small details that are different in that way but I always try to prepare my, my team for every scenario and playing on Christmas Eve yes it's, it's because of the supporters and because of broadcast I think that a lot of people can watch in Belgium was, we played also uh, 26 uh, we played games that was the last game before the winter break last couple of years so that's not something really new um, no for me I love football so I don't mind if there's a lot of football. But uh, of course, uh, I want enough recuperation time in between. So it's, it's, it's a heavy schedule for the moment. But the players are coping well and they're working hard to be ready for every game. And normally, Barry, on Christmas Eve, you'd be at the panto with the family. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. my son's down in England yeah. and he needs to travel up after, after mm. training. Um, so no panto for the first time. <laughs> <in> the... <laughs> what part do you play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about 30 years that'll be. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So not once yep. he comes up, we'll go out for a wee bite eat. Um spend a bit of that's the best time, spending it with exactly. your family. Family coming together. Yep. We've got a quick break, the news is coming, and then we're back with Barry and Peter. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go. Global Eco Energy are your renewable energy specialists. Working with Eco4 and Home Energy Scotland to offer grants and funding, we specialise in heat pump, solar and battery installations, as well as internal, external and cavity wall insulation. Prices starting from as little as £4,995 for solar PV and from £8,995 for a heat pump installation. For a free quote, free survey and to find out more about grants and funding options, call 0800 233 5788. Heading into the weekend games, this is Paul Cooney, Peter Grant, and Barry Ferguson will take some calls in this hour. 0808 17 17 700 as the Christmas New Year period gets right underway. In fact, it's underway for Man City at the moment against Fluminese. They're a goal up already, Barry, and it's a World Cup winner who scored. Yeah, in the, in the first minute. Yeah. Um, I watched their game the other night, 4 uh, 2 the one. Yep. Um, but they're, they're, they're a brilliant team to watch. I know they're, what is it, four points behind Arsenal at this moment in time, but I still fancy. Man City for the, the, the Premier League title. I was just about to say, is 
you and Granny ready to go? That's right. Tell, <laughs> Two tell, eating. tell milk tray. The milk yeah. tray. <laughs> Must have scoffed about six <laughs> each. There. Least, well, there's more, more than six. Yeah. A one layer each. Yeah. <laughs> Hope the doc isn't listening. Um, he will be. Oh, the, well, he will. I've been will quiet be. for a wee while, Doc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen him at a game on in, in Sunday. Oh, I, th- I wondered, was he there? Yeah. yeah. We'll soon clip his wings, don't worry. He would enjoy his day. But Barry had some, it wasn't a day, it was kind of 40, <laughs> days. 72 hours, yeah. Um, did you ever do that? Really enjoy uh, one of the many wins you had at Celtic, as Barry did with the many wins at Rangers? Well, oh. I never yeah. got that many, Paul, so I had oh, to enjoy yeah. them. I yeah. had to enjoy them, you know what I mean? Because that yeah. was for sure. I'd have loved to have had a hell of a lot more sore mm. heads, that's for sure. Um, but unfortunately, during my period, that wasn't the thing. And that's why you always enjoy the successes. What did you enjoy the most? Sorry, which one would you say? you enjoyed most of your successes in your time um, at Celtic 95 Cup Final uh, that was just relief Paul more than mm, anything yeah. else mm. you know I think winning your first league title the way it was won at Paisley oh, uh, wow. down at Paisley you know yeah. so I'd been out injured for about three or four mm. weeks and I'd played a lot yeah. of the games and then I'd come back for the Tuesday night game I think it was we'd played Motherwell and then I was on the bench and come on just after half time and remarkable how it won and it goes down in history obviously so uh, that that was something special because you won the league for the first time and that's what you always dreamt as a kid and I know, I know a lot of people still play the commentary from that day mm. which was amazing I remember Richard Park telling Davey Hay at the time mm. um, because the game had finished after your game up at Dundee Hearts and he said you are officially the champions Richard yeah. said you're the champions yeah, it was incredible and uh, Davey Hay said is that it so that was uh, but Davey would have yeah. just been sitting back with a cigar <laughs> as calm yeah. that's what yeah. it was you know and that, that was what probably helped us because we knew we'd win the game and we could, we could score the goals for sure. We knew we had that quality. But David was always relaxed and that was the way he, he made his team yep. play. He had good players who could play and on that particular day they were outstanding. Forget Hearts. Yep. Of, but on that, that particular performance was wow. Celtic came from way behind that season. Yep. Barry, for you, one of the great I, I days. I've never seen yep. that game. What, when was you that? Know, you like were it. far too young. <laughs> oh, I know, you were. Oh, I remember it. Don't you worry about Do you that? remember it? Yeah. Yeah, yep. I yep. mean the crowd at the beginning was twelve thousand, and then half of the everybody was speaking. It's a bit like a European yeah. game. Everybody <laughs> was there. What about you, Barry? What's a, I'm trying to think of a season where you thought, "No, nah, this is not going to happen." Maybe you never thought that, and then you got a game where it was probably uh, Alan McLeish's first season when we won the, the, yeah. the double because yeah. Celtic obviously yeah. were, were really dominant. That's when they changed managers. Um, listen, you enjoy everyone, but mm. I th- I'd probably go back and say it was a cup final just because of the 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 standard of both teams mm-hmm. and the way the game was going it was going back yeah. and forth one team was dominating for five minutes then we were dominating um, Celtic then scored went 2-1 up then we get back and then we scored in the last kick of the ball yeah. um, and basically it was the last kick of the ball Celtic mm-hmm. took centre and the, the whistle went and then the celebrations were were sorry mm-hmm. should I say I think they were three or four days long <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> was that Peter Lovenkrantz? On, yep. on that one that, it was right. wasn't it yep. Yep. right uh, at the end mm. you can't beat it the rivalry between the two um, we're not going to go into it, the as I, as I say it was the, it yep. was a standard the player yeah. Paul if yep. you think of, not just the Rangers team I played yep. in it was a standard of the Celtic yep. team I mean you look at the front three <laughs> and Henrik Larson he was one that I mean, probably one of the best to ever play in, yep. in Scotland but we kept him pretty quiet that day to be fair maybe the best Player in Scotland, Kenny Dalglish, Jim Baxter, 
Jimmy Johnson bumped into Agnes today, Jimmy's wife uh, in Uddingston. So lady, yeah, funny lady. She's tuned like. in. She's not really. I just said that, but she was. She's looking well. Um, Brian Loudrup, who came into town, obviously for Paul a number Gascoigne. of years. Exactly. Yeah, Paul Gascoigne, Paul McStay. Do you know what? I, Barry Ferguson. I, I know we spoke about yeah. it about five or six weeks ago, but yeah. just to spend Aye. four or five hours with Gaza when we were doing that Christmas advert, just thinking that. What, what a player he was mm-hmm. and, and you know what see most importantly what a guy just no changed obviously he's been through some troubles but he was still the same joking, still there yeah, yeah yeah joking having a laugh and remembered everybody and yeah he he just to sit as a young boy and, and obviously watched them train because we would train beside them him and Brian Loudrop but gas going because he was a midfielder just some of the yeah. things he used to do with a football you were just oh yeah he was an absolute superstar, wasn't it? And he had his demons, and we know that. But, but, but as what a person, player. Paul, the, the thing that struck me when was as young kids playing in the youth team, he was always interested to see mm. how you got on, what was the result, who scored, how did you play, and I just thought that was a gift. He was kind, Peter. I, I, I interviewed him a few times. I saw some things, and uh, there was a kindness. George is on the line, a Rangers fan. Hi, George. How you doing, boys? All right. Hi, George. Good. What are your memories of Paul Gascoigne? <laughs>
that the game was that against Aberdeen? The hat trick, yeah, yeah, I was there. Mm-hmm. I was there. Um, as a young boy, obviously, we, we had to go to all the games. And uh, it just ran the show that day. Yeah. Gaza mm-hmm. um, scored the hat trick. Phenomenal, but yeah. you, you go back to when people were saying he'd lost a lot bit and then he went to the Euros with England. They're saying he wasn't at the levels. You know, and it just we wish he you. wasn't. Well, that's that what I'm saying. But yeah. he just had that about him. You remember, yeah. I always look back at it and I felt for him and when he was at Tottenham at that particular time when he scores the wonder goal and then there's a horrendous he makes a he makes a horrendous tackle actually and he ends up with that horrible injury. And that sort of put him on the back foot because he was capable of being the best player in the world. He could have won sure. a ballon d'Or, there's absolutely no doubt of that. Yeah, and that game against us, of course, that's why I'm saying mm. we wish he wasn't. It was a phenomenal goal, Barry. I don't remember. There's not many better than that. Yeah, there? it was a flick over. Was it by yeah. Colin Henry? Flick over. Yeah. That was at the uh, dentist chair <laughs> after it. Yes, exactly. George, are you going to see that on Sunday? A bit of special, a bit of magic. Are you confident that it's going to continue? What's that, 15 games? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take a, a one nothing off the back, eh, the back mm. end of someday on Sunday as long as we can get it because <laughs> we've done the performance in uh, Spain and we've got the performance in the cup final yeah. um, and I think if we can just get this, just get it out of the line I keep wanting to say that to everybody yeah. uh, the most important game of the season is Sunday and the, the most important one until that's Wednesday and we keep moving forward like that Paul because I was on here shard mm-hmm. a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and I were, no, we're maybe not playing great and things like that and there is a wee bit of tweaks to be made here and there but we're definitely coming on and we're starting to put a bit of pressure on other people so we just Philip Clement's comment the other night there let's not talk about the gap let's concentrate on ourselves I'll just stick with that one for the next few weeks and see where it takes us Paul Barry a good way to be just what you were saying yeah listen it's it's good to hear that the manager's obviously not getting carried away He, he knows there's still a bit to go listen he's come in and he's done a great job and he's probably surprised himself how close Rangers are to Celtic at this moment in time because as I say I've never seen Celtic drop as many points as they have over the past few weeks but listen he'll keep the, his feet in the ground and the most important thing is the players do that winning a cup I thought Wednesday night was an important game for them obviously they let them celebrate which I think was the right thing to do but listen they get back to business and they, they got the job done and they need to do that on in, in Sunday Scott Wright's been speaking today, George, and he said there's no title talk at Ibrox. No, um, not really. You know, we've we've got ourselves in this position by just taking it game by game, um, and that's how how we'll continue to go. And um, the next game is always the most important game, um, and that's probably what we'll do, obviously, now to the end of the season. And a bit more, the question was that old phrase: "How's the mood in the camp?" It's great. Um, I think it's you know, ever since the managers came in, he's he's been really important on that and trying to build a good atmosphere and. Um, you know we've we've got some great results, so it's the sake of using that momentum and, and building mo- even more momentum now. And a bit of insight on working under Philippe Clement. He's been great. Um, obviously, I didn't feature as much as I probably would have liked under the last manager. Um, he's came in and he said, you know, the whole squad's been given a fresh slate. Um, and if you impress him, you can try and you know state your claim in the team. And um, that's what I managed to do. And unfortunately, I picked up a wee injury. Um, but that happens obviously in football, so it's the sake of now knuckling down again in training and, and try to fight back and, and get that shirt or just try and get minutes to help the team Peter it's up to the player to grab the chance isn't it what do they expect a player to say no I don't like the manager <laughs> I think the manager's been hopeless you know, but it's just a team it's just a team that's playing well or whatever you know and I, I'm always concerned with that if I need a manager to galvanise me I'd be going to him and saying you're playing in the wrong position gaffer mm-hmm. you know that's not my favourite to get the best out of me Okay, but you're playing there for the team, and that's fine. I can understand that. I never seen many of them doing that at that particular time, and saying right. And I thought Michael Beale with things he said was wrong. Players of his position was wrong. 
and we're saying that from afar and it's easy for us from afar because I'm watching it we've both coached and managed and whatever play players in their best position and that usually gets you out of trouble a little bit if you've got good players Scott's obviously was was he in Turkey was it? he was supposed to be going to Turkey and he then was, all of a sudden uh, yep. he was over mm. there and, and it's changes but that's football that's the way it works you know and what you do a place is always vibrant Paul when you're winning games at football there is no getting away from that and that's what I'm saying you've got to do that and this is the time like you go to Celtic so they're going through a tough time now, but now this shows you who's got the character then we all talk yeah. about and saying oh Rangers never had a lot of this or whatever now it's time for us to stand up even though we're still two points clear you know that's the bottom line you're still in front so you've got to keep yourself in front and to do that you've got to beat Livingston and that's what we say it's not about two weeks time it's about tomorrow because all of a sudden you lose tomorrow and Rangers win or vice versa Rangers lose and Celtic win yeah. it becomes yeah. five again you know what I mean and that's the fine line and then it becomes all negative again and Barry will tell you we're playing there and me telling you we're playing there it is all about the next one and performing and standing up and being ready and when you're going through the tough times can you put that as I said that shirt on and say come on this is the time I've got to galvanise each other and get going and get the results that you desperately need Barry, I was going to allow you to say Merry Christmas when it comes to George. Um, he always talks sense. He's away. No, he's a good caller, George. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's sensible. He yeah. doesn't gloat, which I, I like. I don't like what fans and, and players or, or managers or whatever gloating. I, I like people being respectful because, listen, Celtic have had a few difficult results, but I know we are talking about it earlier, but when you miss players in certain games, and quite a lot of the games, Hattati, Carter Vickers, Maeda, and then I, I just look at Ab- Abada, Yang, I think he's a downgrade to Abada. I look at Palma, he looks decent enough, but he's nowhere near the quality Jota. So when you miss players of that, that quality, you're going to suffer a wee bit. The goalkeeping position has been mentioned. Uh, the, uh, what's on the go today is Celtic's hopes of landing the Real Madrid keeper, Andre Lunin. It was mentioned a few months ago, as you know, Peter. It could become clearer in January the Real Madrid goalkeeper's future will be decided then. So sounds as though it's come out from an agency or an agent. He's been playing yeah. at times, Paul. Yeah. And he, he looks a top quality goalkeeper. And I'd be very surprised if Madrid let him go, you know, at this moment in time, that's for sure. And listen, let's not be kidding. Joe Hart's had some great yeah. saves this season. And I know it's sometimes it's easy. See when things are not going particularly well, see the ones you're wanting to replace, they obviously get a little bit more criticism at times. But we've got to remember St. Johnson. All of a sudden it could be 2-2. Joe has a wonderful save. Yeah. We got him score and make it 3-1. And he's done that in many games and winded up winning 4-5. and five. And I've said that, that's what Celtic's goalkeeper's all about. Joe's biggest thing at this moment in time, his biggest influence, mm-hmm. obviously, performance for sure. But he's round about the dressing room, round about the group. He's been over the course before. He's seen success, he's seen disappointment. And he'll be there to help, like say, Callum McGregor's you know Carter Vickers this is when they become leaders you know taking these boys round about and it's different dressing room now because we were predominantly all British Scottish whatever sure. you know so it's different now when you've got a lot of different um, backgrounds to make them f- go and drive them together and I think that's where these guys will come into their own and that's where they've got to show what they're made of and I've no doubt they will I see Marco Tilio has been called up for the Australian squad for the Asia Cup and that's I going hardly to seen any yeah. oh, I, I think he made a cameo appearance was it, was it three Hibs, weeks ago was yeah. it Hibs who came on against yeah. Hibs yeah. Yeah. but 
not seen too much, so you, you can't offer an opinion and and how well he's he's going to do it, Celtic. But he's yeah. he's not been given much a chance. I think he's been injured for a long time. They signed him yeah. injured, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, we're hoping sure. wasn't he probably going to be as long, but unfortunately, it was. Um, so it's been difficult. Here's Brendan Rodgers today speaking and assessing the squad six months in. Well, I think in terms of as it's observation as much as anything coming in and observing a new group. You know, I'm I'm fairly comfortable where we where we need to improve on, in order to to get that dynamic of the team back to or I say back to, to where I would want it to to be. Uh, and I think that I think consistency, of course, is uh, is an important factor of that. But I think the the, the squad uh, will need uh, will need improvement over these next couple of windows, uh, and just certain profiles of. Uh, within the team and um, like I said you can only do that at certain times um, but overall I, I've been delighted to to be back here and, and working with this group which is a, a different group to when I was here previously but um, but there's certainly there's certainly elements of the team that we can be much better in and a little bit more no no I've been very clear from when I come in and obviously for me it was a bit an observation for this opening period seeing players sadly we've had players missing which has uh, has been a challenge for us but it's always provided opportunity for other players but across the board it's been a chance for me to to assess where, where the squad is at but the feelings haven't changed in, in the last week or so I, I knew where we needed to strengthen in the summer and uh, I don't know where we need to strengthen January and, uh, and next summer how many players are going to come in in January, do you reckon, Barry, Peter, Peter first? Very difficult window, Paul, for anybody. Yeah. And the biggest problem you've got, I keep saying it, all the big clubs keep the guys that's even on the periphery now. So you're talking about their third or fourth choice you're going to be able to maybe get, unless you're going to pay big dough, which, which is very unusual in this window for anybody yeah. to do that. You need all your main players available. Like say yeah. a bad and that come back become big players for you, Hatati. They become big players for you, and it's the same with Rangers. You know, if they get players back, they could become stronger. And with them all at their best, then you have nowhere to go because you've got then to just to ask for performances. And some players, like all good teams, when they're going through a tough time, some guys have got to step up. They're not performing at their best level. I, I really like Palmer. I think he's he's different from Joy. He was a goal threat as well at the start. Now he's got to get back to doing that. They, they things well and I keep going back to that because when they're doing that well they can become more exciting yeah. and that helps the other boys so there's a it's a domino Knock effect uh, yeah of course it is yeah. you know and we need that and that's where you need whenever you're a football team Barry will tell you you want all your best players available but you have to have players saying and if I was me I'd be saying you do this this is when you're at okay. your best that's it where else striker absolutely well, you'll need if they're going to the Asian yeah. games, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, so you're saying to yourself, for sure, that's something that has to be looked at. And and probably that is the most difficult position to get because mm -hmm. anybody that's scoring goals or anybody with a goal-scoring record that's available, everybody's looking at them. Yeah. And I don't mean he, he, here. I mean, if they're down sure. south, they'll be wanting to go down there because they'll pay much. They'll pay money, yeah. whatever, even loan money, whatever it is. They'll pay much more than we'd be willing to do here. And quite rightly so, sure. because some of the, the money they give down there for loans is incredible. You'd imagine Brendan Rogers has some um, magic up his sleeve to, to bring players in with his network. And well, well he's, he's been pretty open with yeah. it in, in interviews. Yeah. So that tells me that he, he's wanting to be active mm. in January. But it's one of the how long is a piece of string? You don't know yeah. whether the, the, the difficult thing with, with January is 
you're not going to get somebody who's playing week in, week out because sure. they're, they're obviously well quoted at their, their club. You're, you're going to pick somebody up who's been in and out of a team who's not 100% fit, so it'll be interesting to see. But the way that he talks after games, after some defeats about the quality and it needs to improve, it needs to improve, it tells me that he's wanting to be pretty busy. Carter Vickers was the third choice, wasn't he, at Tottenham? So they found him a couple of seasons ago. I know that wasn't at See, the you can winter pick break. Up, I mean, yeah. What was he, £6 million yeah. now? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he, he has quality. Yeah. He has, he, he's the best centre-back in, in Scottish football. Um, so you, you can pick up really good players for the £5, £6 million mark. People can give excuses about January window and all the rest of it, but Celtic, um, I was going to say there's money in the bank. That could be blown in one player. Never would be in Scottish football, of course not, but we know the score. But but it does need to be better. It needs to be freshened, uh, definitely. Do they need someone else in the midfield as well? Somebody, not a project player, someone who can come in and support O'Reilly, if he's still there, uh, and also Callum McGregor. You've already got that, as we say, Paul, with Hitachi, if he's a yeah. fit. You know, and I, as I say, I go back to Turnbull. I, I'm a supporter of Turnbull because I think he gets distance, scores goals from distance with teams playing deep and all that sort of thing. He has to grab it. And I just don't think at this moment in time he's done that often enough. And he's out of contract, you know, of course. He's not done yeah. that enough. Yeah. But I, I like him, yeah. you know, and I just think there's there's definitely a player in it. Wouldn't it surprise me if he goes somewhere and does really well? We're playing more consistent. That, that's the but type Brendan of Brendan Rodgers gave him a chance right at the start yeah. of the season. And it's difficult yeah. but because even Brendan had changed it last week to get changed the wide players and David was the one who gets sacrificed. And it wasn't necessarily no. down to his performance. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. You know, the, the manager's taking players off and it's not necessarily that it's having a bad game, but it's just... To, change the shape or play with two strikers or whatever and unfortunately he was sacrificed at half time last week so that's football you have to be ready to play and pull on the jersey and performing that's the thing Celtic have got to do now The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote call 0800 Let's go. Some big football coming up tonight as well south of the border and Aston Villa could go top of the table at least for 24 hours Barry it's been some season for John McGinn the captain and uh, Unai Emery and co yeah what, what a job he's done since yeah. he's he, he's come in they're sitting is it in the top four they're sitting at this moment in yeah. time um, yeah and they're a very good team to watch um, Aston Villa no doubt about it and, and John McGinn is, um, is a driving force in that team scored that, a goal last week which was outstanding yeah. um, so don't be surprised if they're the surprise package this season Peter? Absolutely, and I think great credit to Emery because everybody knows about his record in cup competitions, but he's a wonderful manager and I think he was laughed out of Arsenal really, to be perfectly honest with you, because he was trying to practice English and I think that's the terrible thing about it. You know, he was having it go and they were making a fool of him really and it was a good Arsenal. And by the way, he was doing a good job. He was doing a good job, let's not be kidded. So I'd love it to go to the wire and Villa to beat them. You know, <laughs> and that would be fantastic for Emery because that's the bit, only way you can answer him with your performances. Would you? You'd love uh, to see yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. I think his quality, you've seen his teams, and to win the European trophies he's done is incredible. You know, for by building other teams, he's never been with the Barcelonas or the Real Madrids. Yep. To do the job he's done has been phenomenal. And I, I love listening to him talk, and he's not one that goes away and claps the fans. He runs off yep. the pitch when they win. He's not taking all that <laughs> adulation. Yep. And that, that's like what I like, get up the tunnel. You know it's the next game that's to come. Yeah. And he does that exceptionally well. Barry, another trophy looks as though coming to Manchester City. Two up now. Yeah, seen yep. that. Yep. yep. Oh, a surprise. Um, yep. I mean, you look at 
Look at their starting 11, it's full of quality, but then you look at the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Hope somebody's no team and you keep telling them yeah, the result. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what about tonight's big games here in the uh, Championship? Two. Take my- uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh right, sorry. Uh, take the point. Remember um, that? Remember that? Yeah. Right. Get the old Scottish yeah. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> Don't take our Coronation Street. Yeah. Queens Park oh, against Dundee yeah, United. Just flooding that? back memories. I used to Scott love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> used to watch uh, Saints and Greavesy. Yeah. Oh, loved they it. Were brilliant. Um, I remember we brought them to Scotland, the two of them, for the first time ever, a yep. roadshow, and they were and brilliant. Do you know I never yep. missed it? Really? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah I was absolutely. tuned in. One o'clock, something That's like that, it. wasn't it? Was it, it was brilliant. 10 to oh, 1? I, it, I yeah, it you're probably right. I get back in from football and watch it and the school's football. So all play again in the afternoon. Dickie Davis. Was it Dickie Davis? Uh, That's uh, right, yeah. You and did then the BBC wrestling was Coleman, first, wasn't it? And then you yeah. did a wrestling. Oh, Harry Carpenter. Oh, that was BBC, uh, wasn't and it? And then you did the wrestling before the final result. That was a big daddy. Grandstand. Grandstand. That's right, on the Beeb. Yep. Hazel Evan, I worked with Hazel for a while. Yeah. Great presenter. She Remember Hazel was presented up here, there. Done the football she watched the, the football with Jim yeah. and them all. Yeah, um, they were Been really fantastic good together. Job. She's yeah. done at the snooker now. Uh, indeed. Anyone else we want to mention here is give, you can <laughs> tell us nearly Christmas. We're hoping, we're hoping they're sending us presents or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice card today from Jim down in London. So that was good to hear from Whitey. Um, yeah, who, I was with him. Uh, you six, was it six seven weeks about ago? That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he he can host. He can. He's, yeah, he's, he was, he's he was brilliant, brilliant isn't that he? day. Yeah, you could listen to him. And I'll he, tell you, he, now he that he doesn't drink, that's over 12 years that he hasn't yeah, touched it. Do you know what? Yeah. know what I liked about him? He's sitting at the same table and there was a few guys having a couple of beers yeah. as you do because you're at yeah. an event and he's very open and he's fine with it with people having a couple of around about him and he it is. was interesting yeah. listening that as you had mentioned, Paul, he's been dry for yeah. 11 and a half, 12 yeah, years. 12 years. Yeah. Isn't that? It's remarkable. Yeah. I think he was... He gives great credit to Graham Soon. I think it was Graham that said yep. to him, mm-hmm. you know, sort yourself I, I, I think he needs yep. cut down a little bit. Yep. Great I'm credit a, to him because it can't be easy. I know, sure. I would love to be dry for about 11, 11 and a half <laughs> hours. Maybe <laughs> think about it. I mean, I worked with him and you could tell why people wanted to be around him, but maybe one too many drink. We didn't. So he's he's done Fair brilliantly. Me, he, noticed, yep. he noticed that and he's done something about it, so you've got to give him credit for that and he says his life is immeasurably better without alcohol and fair play to Jim and to anyone listening who's battling uh, the dreaded drink and Absolutely. you know we're lucky enough to enjoy it at times but it, it, it's a curse that's as well that's isn't that's it it's it causes so many problems it does 9 times yeah. out of 10 that's where it comes from what about the football tonight then Queens Park yeah, you know, just where they are on the table yeah. up against Dundee United what are we thinking it would be great to see what I'm thinking is yeah. that they've not appointed a, nope. a manager mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm quite surprised about yeah, yeah, but uh, listen, they started the project, didn't they, the Dutch boy like yeah. after owning whatever. So if they were going a certain way, they probably maybe prepared for this because it's not easy to play in a certain way in the championship. I know from it, for the way, sure. when I was at Allo, we played a certain style and everybody said, oh, they were the best team in the division. But we ended up finally getting relegated, you know. And we're a very good football side, but it takes more than that in the championship. You know, there's a lot of teams very good at set plays, big and strong, and you have to deal with that at times and a lot of young players maybe don't come up against that so they've had a lot of changes so it's been unfortunate because it was something they've done really well and you would hope they would keep there and improve on it and be able to bring these young players through so they need to start yeah. getting results yeah, absolutely that's, that's what I'm saying that's, that's a difficulty in the championship as you mm-hmm. know Baz mm-hmm. you know you're going there and people are fighting for it all the time yeah. and it's not about what they're going to do in the future and selling players, whatever, it's all about now for them. Can it start tonight though, Barry, against Dundee United? Well, Dundee United need yeah. to get a, a win, a um, couple of defeats. That was a big one at the weekend um, against Wraith Rovers. Uh, and I've got to be honest with you, I, 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 look, 
I did say I, I fancied Wraith Rovers but I've watched them Wraith Rovers now about three or four times and they're a very good watch So who's winning tonight Queen's Park or Dundee United what do you think I, I think Dundee United will win it because they need to win it they can't go further behind because Wraith Rovers are playing yeah, tonight as well against their United, United that's the next one are they going to win the, yeah, I think Wraith Rovers will, will win that tonight so Dundee United need to make sure they get the three points at, at Hamden Peter Wraith Rovers what do you think I think they've done exceptionally well you see the goals they score late you know but they've, right, got, yeah. they've, they've got guys that can make a difference you've got Vaughan who's always scored goals when he's been available after illnesses or fitness problems he's had He's always scored goals, but they've got good players in their team, and that makes a difference. And they're experienced. You'll find in the division that a lot of teams that have been together for a long time mm. know how to play the division after a period of time. Thistle done it, or both done it for a long time. They've very little changes in their group, but they were a group of men. You're going something different. You're going to get the performances that Queens Parker got. You've got some experienced players. You've got some younger players, and that's where you end up with performances up and down, up and down, up and down then it's trying to get that fine balance and it is one division like I said at the start of the season it wouldn't surprise me if Queen's Park went and beat Dun United tonight right. you know, it wouldn't surprise me because that's the way the league is what's your prediction? I would like to say Queen's Park yeah. because I'd like to stay, keep them in obviously the division okay. you know I just think Dun United will be too strong and what about the other game? Wraith Rovers United <laughs> where is that? At? Was that? at the Rovers yeah, yeah well, I'd fa- I, well yeah. I'd, I fancy Wraith then if it's at air that's a different question if it's a windy night or rain or whatever down there and I've played there it's very very difficult I like love going to Somerset but when it's windy and rainy it can be difficult because it blows right down the pitch and you can't get the ball out the half <laughs> of the first <laughs> whatever way you're kicking Barry knows he played there not that long ago Yeah, in your Rangers days you played at Somerset Park yeah played yeah. there a couple of times actually yeah, in yeah, the cup, one of the games. cup yeah. competitions yeah. Um, yeah. Andy Walker played against us uh-huh. yeah. he was in the early United team what was the scoreline? oh we battled them <laughs> <laughs> I actually scored yeah. there for selling the cup. Did we, you? We won yeah. one nothing, and I okay. got the winner. Would you believe it? I got the winner. Yeah. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. I <laughs> know what the funniest thing I've ever seen there. Uh-huh. It wasn't funny at the time because I was no. selling board. Jimmy Johnson getting sent off. Eh, sorry, Johnny Doyle getting sent off right, yeah. for trying to cross the ball, and it hit the referee. Oh. The referee's blew the whistle <laughs> for offside. It's hit the referee yeah. on the face. The referees went down, out, and then oh. gets back up and going and give Johnny uh, Doyle a red card. Uh, and what? the great Jockstein running down the, the touchline. I'm at the opposite side of the, the, the watching the game. Yeah. And I couldn't believe what I was watching. And he sent Johnny Doyle, God rest him off. Yeah. And that was one of my things I always remember about Somerset as a supporter. Johnny Doyle against his old team as yeah, well, wasn't it? That's was, where he came was. from. What a player he was as well. Yeah, we seem to be remembering some of the great well. players. Right, so those are some of the games and good luck to the Jags as well this weekend they're in in the mix for the playoffs uh, let's go back to tomorrow can we look at some of the games Barry Kilmarnock against St Johnson so well, actually both of them are on a good run I know St Johnson lost to Rangers but they yeah, but I, again but I'll go back to it a lot of people are wanting to get the the, the young fresh managers in um, into positions as, as managers Craig Levine who was out the out the managers yeah business for what three years maybe yeah. round about that bit of experience he's come in and I think he's done a brilliant job since he's come in at St Johnson he's got them well drilled hard team to beat but listen Derek's Kilmarnock team are a, a decent team Paul they, they've got winners mm. they've, they've got guys that can make a difference certainly the two wide boys um, Armstrong and, and Kennedy are, are real dangerous players so I think it'll be a tight one, but I think Kilmarnock will just nick that 2-1. What's your scoreline on that one, Peter? 
What do you think? I'll just show you my yep, card. There you are. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. Okay. 2-1 <laughs> for Kilmarnock. What about St Mirren, Peter, then? They're at Hearts tomorrow. That's a could be a really good game. Yeah, yeah. I went for a 1-1 one, one draw. Okay. I think yep. it's two teams. Stevie's teams are very well organised. I know they can nick a goal. You know, they're capable of that. But that's another situation where you're thinking... Hearts will have to come out and try and win the game. St Mirren will be quite comfortable to sit in and take the pressure because they've got players that can score from set plays or whatever. So that's why I'm going for a draw on that because I always expect Hearts to score because of Shanklin. Of course. You know? And will the Shanklin, the top scorer, score again tomorrow? What do you well, think? There's every possibility. No, no doubt about it. I, I think Hearts will win that one by a couple of goals. Yeah, but obviously they'll take massive confidence to the result at, at Celtic yep. Park and as Grant has just mentioned there, they've, they've got a match winner and Shanklin. If you keep Shanklin quiet, you've got half a chance of getting something off hearts. At Dens, do you think there'll be a ding-dong with the two managers? I mean, they've got such a great relationship. Tony Doherty welcoming back his old gaffer. Uh, would have been if he was still there at Aberdeen. He's, he's done a brilliant yeah. job at, yeah. at Dundee. Tony he has, Doherty. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he has. That's his first step into management. He was obviously with Dell for a, a number of years yeah. as the assistant manager. Um do you know what I'm going to go Dundee to win that one are you yes yeah, that, and that would be a huge one because Aberdeen as you know two wins in a row yeah. I again they're similar to Hearts yep. you keep Miofsky quiet I think you, you beat Aberdeen ok Peter what do you, you reckon you were talking about Tony there you've yep. got to remember even though he was assistant with Derek yep. for a long time he worked with FA and put a lot of the boys through their badges and coaching badges and helped them mm. to become managers and coaches um, because that was a part of his job he's done a terrific job but I'm going to go for Aberdeen 2-1 I just think physically mm. Aberdeen have got that little bit more about them physically and I think it could come down to that in this particular game um, with the midweek games and whatever and I just think I, I fancy Aberdeen 2-1 in this Mielski one Mielski as well maybe yeah. and Duke Duke's he, quite, he plays well and, with Duke doesn't he yeah and yeah. listen Duke a couple of times last week let himself down I think diving a couple of times and then one when I looked at it and you think Jack Butlin's maybe his standing leg you're thinking all these things go and play son because there is no doubt Coming into this season, yeah. I watched them and I watched them at the start of the season in the cup tie against uh, Stirling. And you're thinking, well, there's a player there and everybody mm -hmm. was raving about him. And then he went right off the boil. Yeah. He's got to get back performing to the level he has. And if he can do that, he's as good as anybody because he's a threat because of his pace. And any defender would want to tell you the one thing they don't want to play against is pace. I saw a Roy oh, Smith. Oh, it was never a penalty, was it? I was <laughs> 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 just trying to remember. You just want to shout. I, I wasn't even a penalty. I'm not even a penalty. I know, I know. <laughs> we, we, we haven't mentioned it. You should have phoned me. I See, that's the problem. I think Duke's good, but he dives too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get through in the phone line and you just wouldn't let me in. Exactly, we saw it. Peter Grant, no chance. Andy Walker was brilliant last night on the show. <laughs> All right, okay. No, <laughs> quick break and then we're back. More looking forward to the weekend and there's more from Rangers and more from Celtic. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go. And don't forget, we will be with you, not on Christmas Day, but we'll be back on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And I've just been told that the big match, the team is out for us. I'm going to be here with you, Barry Ferguson, as you know. And Peter Grant, you're joining us as well. Mm, debut. Yeah, your debut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and hopefully I've got a big smile on my face. That's the most important Been thing. Two separate rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know this will be. Oh, I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting piped in yeah, and all yeah, that, yeah. but Jack is not on. We're getting the Gary's got my shinies out. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Get sorted. Who's on the? I know who's on the. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll do yeah. that. I'll bring the the, the steak pies in. Mag- Ooh, magnificent. Lovely. The yeah. black coal. Yeah. Oh, right, I'm not eating them then. I'll do something. I'm not eating them. Oh, Derek was on. He's got Derek the new coffee shop in Larkhall. Have you been in yet? In fact, I think. I know the answer. You've not been yet. Have no, you? no, I've no, not. I've not. Need to go. I will. That's how you're talking to me. Uh, we'll maybe go up one day. Give us a buzz, and we'll we'll go to yeah, Black Hole. You can after New Year. We'll, we'll the two you can go together. Yeah, we'll take a visit. We'll go on right. and we'll uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, support local business. That's 100%. what we're all about. Peter, you could join us as well, maybe. Where from? Uh, Strathclyde Park. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, steady. Is that a carrier? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what about Ross County against Hibs? So we don't have time to talk about Derek Adams and his thoughts on Scottish football. I see Nick Montgomery is going to be mic'd up for a future game. We'll hear what Philippe Clement says about that. Peter, what do you reckon though? Who's going to win at Dingwall? I'm going to go for Hibs 2 1 2 1. I just think the pacey Hibs have got up front have just maybe catch the likes of Ross County out and obviously I wouldn't be paying for my ticket if Derek says football's that bad so I wouldn't be paying to go yet if I was a Hibs supporter but as I say I think he's got to be very very careful on that because remember he's the one that come up he's the one that left his job to come up so he knew what he was coming up to so I thought that was very disrespectful Do you think he woke up on Sunday and said oh no what have I done? Probably not No Probably not because I can understand at times you get frustrated and you think, wow, what am I watching there? I've done it myself. I was in Dunfermline and I know we went through a bad time. I remember we played Queen of the South and I said it made my eyes bleed watching my team. You know, and it was that bad. But I wasn't critical of Queen of the South. I was critical of our own performance. But as you say, we want to be selling the game. And sometimes it's difficult. And if people always used to say, if you have nothing good to say, say nothing. Say nothing. Barry, what's going to happen at Dingwall tomorrow? I think Hibs will win the game. Um... After the, the comments, I'm, I'm sure some of the, the Ross County players will, will um, not be too happy. But go back on the comments. I, I've been down in England the last couple of years because my son's down there and I've seen plenty of League 1 and League 2 games. And believe me when I say this, the standard... Barry, some of the Premier League yep. games. I, well, I, 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 I made a point a couple of weeks ago watched Man City against Liverpool. And it was a hard watch. Look at Liverpool. You, you, Look at Liverpool last week, Man United. Man United. Exactly. You're going to get games that are that's horrible at times. That, that's the nature of the beast. That that happens. But I think we're too quick to knock your game up here. I think it's there's good players, there's some good teams, there's good managers. Um so I just I'll be honest, that I just totally disagreed with, with what Derek said. What's your scoreline tomorrow, Ross County against Hibbs? What do you think? 2-0 Hibs 2-0 yeah. I got my daily record this morning Barry your excellent column was there over two pages one page was the picture of James Tavernier with the League Cup I asked Cup. to get that put on yeah, <laughs> he's got editorial uh, not control but um, so you're talking um, about this European Super League I mean it's way down the track something will happen eventually probably I know the clubs at the moment by and large are saying they're not for it but uh, overall it's hard to judge just now um, what do you feel is it going to be at the moment you don't think it sounds as though it would help Rangers and Celtic no I, I don't and I don't want Rangers or Celtic to leave the Scottish game that's my honest opinion um, listen to it when it came out yesterday I just thought it was a lot of nonsense mm. if I'm being honest so I don't think it'll go any further but if you've got to listen to what, what's yeah. going to get said no doubt so if it does bring money into your game 
But obviously Rangers and Celtic have still got to play a newer league. And for some way, I don't know how they're going to do it. How are you going to fit any more games in? Because the amount of football that... For instance, I, I spoke about James Tavernier. He's played 30 yep. games already and you're not at the turn of the year. So where are you going to fit this in? Does that mean you have to leave your domestic league? I'm, I'm not interested in that one single bit. The most important people are the supporters. Mm -hmm. Do we ever ask them the amount of money it's costing them now? Why is Germany always full? You're getting season books at Bayern Munich for £100. There's the problem that we are. That's the problem. We've got to look after the supporters. Everybody's going through tough times, you know, all over the world. So we understand that. Ask the supporters what they think. I could tell you what they think. And listen, some people are getting bored. There's that much football on. Or they've not watched certain games. We love the weekend and that's what football should be. You know, it makes you hungry to go to it. And you want these kids to grow up supporting their club, but they, now they're getting priced out of going and to, watching the games. Well, to be fair to Yeffy, you've got to give them a bit of credit because they set up the Conference League as well, so that gives yeah. teams and other in the leagues opportunities to get into it. Look at, for instance, is it up to fifth place in your league? That's right, yeah. Is it third, fourth and yeah. fifth get the opportunity, whether it's Europa or Europa Conference? Yeah. So they're trying for this, um, this to come out. I, I'm just, I was listening to it yesterday and I'm thinking, it's a fad. A bit undercooked, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. No doubt it'll come back. Back to the two remaining games, Celtic tomorrow up against Livingston. Uh, Brendan Rodgers was asked about January and wanting to add to his squad. Yeah, yeah, listen, there's still such a long way way to go. We, we were consistently, you know, good. And in the last week or so uh, in the league, we, we haven't been good enough. It's, you know, you, I can't be any more clear than that. So, um, like I said, we, we want to add to the squad rather than take any away. Um, but um, but yeah, we uh, the likes of Matt is, is a very important player for us. And that's obviously speculation. Matt O'Reilly, it's been mentioned today, into Milan want him and suggesting the Serie A club would want a loan until the end of the season with an obligation to buy. This happens more and more. Um, Peter Liam Scales was speaking to the media yesterday and he said, yeah, don't forget, it's still in our hands to win the title it's it's in our hands still you know we know if we win our games if we win win games we can still go and be successful it's it's bit, it's a minor blip in the course of a season and you know we need to just sort of turn the corner now and get over it that's it really There's, it's not a complete disaster so blip or minor blip we won't know nobody will know till the end of the season what are you thinking for tomorrow then a victory I would say Celtic will win 3 nothing tomorrow yeah, I, listen, Livingston played on here and I watched the game against Aberdeen. He had a right few chances, believe it or not. Um, Nibley came close, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, there was a few chances they had at important times in the game. And you know they're very well organised. Um, that's the way. It's nothing new that Celtic are going to be playing against. It's nothing new that Rangers are going to be playing against. Teams come to make sure that they keep the score down if that's possible. And if they do what Hearts did last week, get the opportunities, set play, two set plays actually. And these are moments and long throws and... Livingston can do the exact same thing. So we have to be better than we were last week. That's fact, you know. And I think the first 10 minutes was probably the poorest I've seen a Celtic team start yeah. a game. Mm -hmm. and I, you know, because you've got to start with that mm -hmm. intensity. And that didn't happen in the first 10, 15 minutes. And all you had in the first 10, 15 minutes was three balls into your yeah. box for long throws. So we have to start well. And it only becomes a blip when you, you go and say, I've got to put the performance in, I've got to get the result. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to get the result first because then the performances come. It keeps building. You see what's happened with Rangers. Yep. You get results. All of a sudden, everybody thinks they're running faster, they're fitter, they're this and that. It's not. It's just results make it feel that way. 
that's the way it is and I just think that Celtic will back on the horse tomorrow so you reckon 3-0 tomorrow Celtic, yeah. Barry what do you reckon what kind yeah. of game yeah I think Celtic will win pretty convincingly tomorrow um, they, they'll know that the, the fans will be going to Celtic Park expecting a performance they'll expect a reaction I'm sure the manager will so I, yeah I think it's going to be pretty convincing 4-0 four, 4-0 four nil. Four nil. Yeah. and that would mean then come Sunday uh, it goes back to five points uh, Rangers up against Motherwell that, that's, I know it's a, a ground you like playing at from a Motherwell point of view Barry it's hard to believe second bottom of the table yeah have you after the start they had yeah. they, they, were, they were absolute flying to be honest with you but they're going through a, a tough time I think Rangers will enjoy going to I think teams actually enjoy going to Firth you know why the surface is mm. it's like an absolute bowling green I know Rangers are missing a few players but I think Rangers will be too strong for them I think Rangers will win 2-0 2-0 Rangers last night Andy Walker said no it's the best I said it's one of the best in the, the country and they said no the pitch yeah, that's the best I, was, I thought it would be Celtic I, I Rangers but, uh, no, yeah, I'd agree with that yeah. and to be yeah. fair Celtic Park is looking fantastic I've not obviously been on Ibrox but Celtic Park it looks great as well but I look at Firth Park and I think to myself considering where that was they've done a remarkable job yeah. you know what I mean a remarkable yeah. job but It'll be a tough game, but I fancy Rangers 2 0 tomorrow as well. That's exactly what I wrote down. Tide's there. not going to turn yet and a shock up against Rangers. Because, no. I mean, every game's big. There's no point in saying it other way. But for Rangers to show that they really are on it is to go away from home and win when they've got, you know, the chance to go top in the next few weeks. Well, as I said to him, when Clement came in, that's what yeah. I said. He's got to yeah. take care of every mm. other game apart from the Celtic, because that always looks after us. I keep saying it. And you've got to go to Fir Park, you've got to go to Paisley, you've got to go to Ross County, and you've got to win the games because if you lose the games, coming up against Celtic, I'll not mean nothing to you because you'll be that far behind. <laughs> Does the manager want to be mic'd up like um, Montgomery over at Hibs? Here's Philippe Clement. No. <laughs> no. No, also because I'm saying things during the game towards my players that I don't want that other teams here. So uh, for me, it's not a good idea. No. <laughs> Or I, or I speak with my staff about images that I want during halftime or what I want um, that we do or, or whatever. And sometimes I also say things that are less nice. <laughs> so it's, it's better not, not to do that. Now the crowd enjoying the, the banter there from the manager. Uh, Barry, what do you think for this game? The Motherwell Rangers, you yeah. reckon three? No, two. Two, two, two. no. Right, yeah. so that's, uh, I, I just yeah. think there's a different mindset Yep. round about the place um, and listen I always say it when you win games it breeds confidence and you can see there's a a real confidence going through the the squad at this moment in time as I said but if you look at the the games that he's been in charge in I, I would probably say half of them have been really good half of them have been okay but the signing of a good team is when you don't play at the level that you expect you still find a way to win Another story today, Fran Alonso is leaving Celtic, the women's team for the USA club, Houston Dash. And I see that Suarez, who was mentioned last week, Luis Suarez, someone said, could he come to Celtic short term? But no, he's joining Messi in Miami. Would you swap Mount Florida from Miami? <laughs> Florida, I doubt it, yeah. <laughs> Barry, all ready for Christmas? Yep. yep. That's the tours have come and gone. Oh, is it? It's fl- absolutely flown in. So. All organised, looking yep. forward Just to it. Just like the chocolates come and gone. Oh, I, I have indeed. Yeah. Uh, see, bonus me, yeah. I've not seen anybody <laughs> eat as much as you used to. Thanks for that. I said no. Listen, it's young Paul's birthday today, so happy birthday, happy Paul. Happy birthday, Paul. Yeah. What age? 
48. He doesn't look it, looks 28. Gets it from his mother. Thanks so much. Have a great Christmas. You too. Enjoy it. Have, Have a, a wonderful Christmas. Christmas. Thanks so much, you and all the families. Thank you, James. Thanks to everyone. And we're back on Wednesday at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 5788. We specialise in heat pump, solar and battery installations, as well as internal, external and cavity wall insulation. Prices starting from as little as £4,995 for solar PV and from £8,995 for a heat pump installation. For a free quote, free survey and to find out more about grants and funding options, call 0800 233 5788.